So today, um, I really wanted to share uh, about a passage that popped up in my verse of the day um, recently, um, and that's from uh, Mark, Matthew 16, 24. Um, and it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. I'll read it again because it's nice and short. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. And that's um, in context, that's Jesus talking to his disciples. So in Matthew, Jesus just tells, um, tells his disciples that when he goes to Jerusalem, that he will experience some horrible suffering, some trials, and that he will die and then come back to life afterwards. And which is quite a, a severe bit of news. Like imagine if someone that you looked up to turned around to you and said that I'm going to be dying in a few days' time when I go to this location. It's a bit of an odd bit thing to say. And Peter, one of the disciples, reacted, and it says in the Bible that he almost told Jesus off for saying this. And he goes, pulls him aside, and he says, he said, don't speak that way. You're not going to do that. You're not going to die. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. And it's not because Peter is Satan, and it's not because... Peter's possessed by some sort of spirit, but the enemy was speaking through Peter when he said that because Jesus knew that God's will was for him to go to Jerusalem and then to die on the cross to save us and set us free from our sins. So God, Jesus knew that's what God wanted him to do. So when Peter wanted Jesus not to do that, not want, wanted Jesus not to do what God wanted to do, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, to Peter. And then he reads that, Bible, that little section out. After he says that, he then says, um, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. Because Jesus then, in that moment, when he says to Peter that um, I'm going to go and, and I'm going to die in Jerusalem, he's giving up his own will. Like, he's denying what he would have wanted. He, he, was, he, he was born in a human body, so he knew he was walking into something that was painful something that was difficult, something that was, um, that was extremely hard and something that he wasn't going to look forward to. But he also knew that God wanted him to do that. So he knew what he had to do. So Jesus was obedient to God and followed that path. So when he told the disciples, they have to do the same. If you want to be a follower of me, you have to give up your own way, pick up your cross and follow me. So, I mean, the cross, when I read that, it's one of those verses that you kind of read regularly. I'm just going to move this down here because I don't want to hold my phone the whole time. It's one of those verses that's quite popular. Like, people read it quite regularly. They know of it. And I've read it, I know when I read it this time, it kind of hit me in the face. Everyone ever has that? Have that? When you read a Bible verse, and it kind of flicks you in the nose. You're like, oh, that's different than when I read it last time. And, and I started thinking, like, what is the cross that Jesus is talking about? Because we know the cross that Jesus carried, or the cross that Jesus went to, but when he's saying that we have to carry our own cross, I was kind of thinking, what is he talking about by that cross? Like, it's a bit, like, abstract, isn't it? Because he doesn't mean actually pick up a physical cross and carry it. But what he's saying there is that he's saying about denying our own will. Like, as humans, we're going to have wills and desires. Like, we're going to, have, we're going to be prone to things. The Bible says that our body is, is sin. Like our human body is sin. We're prone to desire things like greed, lust, all the deadly sins, you know, greed, lust, and 
um, gluttony and all these things, and we're going to want constantly want things and be wanting to do certain things. But the, what Jesus said was, the things that you want don't matter so much. He says, pick up the cross and follow me. And, that, and the cross is God's will over their life. The cross is God's calling over their life. So the God's calling over Jesus' life was to go to Jerusalem and die on a cross and set us free, which is good news. Do we agree? Good. Do we agree? Yeah. Cool. We're all, we're all very, like, very chilled today, which is nice because the dog can sleep, but let's not be too chilled. Let's be a bit lively. So the cross that he's referring to is the will that God has over our lives because sometimes I think that the things that we have in our own life as humans conflict with the things that God wants, right? Because God is this perfect thing, right? And when we become Christians, we have the Holy Spirit in our life. And the Holy Spirit speaks to us, it guides us, it gives us wisdom, it gives all these things, and it conflicts us and challenges us. So you have this perfect being meeting with this imperfect being, so there's some conflict there. And Jesus says that you have to deny the imperfect being and pick up the will of God and carry that where you're going. So if he's asking you to go and pray for that person, carry that cross, because that's scary, and that's conflicting with everything that your human being is saying. And he's saying, carry that cross, because this is what I've called you to do. Go and do this thing. Go and serve in that thing I've asked you to serve in. Don't wait the five years until you're financially able and you're going to be secure and safe because you're worried and you want to buy this car and have this thing. But Jesus said, carry my cross and go and do this thing, because this, carry, uh, carry the cross, because this, this is your burden to bear, and God's asked you to do this. And I thought it was interesting when I read that because Jesus is talking about the cross before he's died on the cross. So the cross has a totally different meaning at that part, that part in the disciples' life. We look at the cross now and most of us know what it means, right? Because that's the symbol of when Jesus died on the cross and set us free from our sins, right? But this is when Jesus was saying this before he died. So when he's talking about the cross, it has a different meaning to the disciples, in that section. It doesn't just mean hope and freedom and grace and, and sacrifice and all the things that we, we know it as, but then it would have meant more of sacrifice, yeah, and some religions did use crosses and symbols of crosses in their, in their religion, but it would have meant more about the torture and the pain that criminals would have suffered when they were hung on a cross. It was a burden they carried. They were, they would, they were humiliated and tortured. The cross was for people who weren't Romans, as a disgrace for, for committing some sort of horrendous crime. So it wasn't like a positive thing. Like if I gave you a cross now, you're like, oh, that's, that's a symbol of hope and kindness. If I gave you a cross then, it might have meant something very, very different. So Jesus recognizes the fact that God's will, when meeting with our human selves, this perfect God and this perfect will and this perfect plan, when meeting with our imperfect, broken self, is going to be a burden sometimes. It's always going to be easy. It's going to be like carrying the cross. And let's, let me just say, Jesus is the one that carried the cross physically and literally and then died on the cross. So he did it. He didn't just say, go and do it and I'll watch you. He, he said to do it and he did it himself and he led from the front. But, but there's, a, there's a real sense where Jesus recognizes that sometimes God's will isn't easy. If any of you are Christians here, have ever had any challenges in your life whilst following Christ? Keep your hand up for me. Would you say it's always easy? It's not always easy. And sometimes the non-easy things are the things that we create for ourselves. Do you know what I mean? We do stupid things and then 
that makes things harder and we have to kind of dig ourselves out of a hole. But the non-easy thing is when you know that God's asking you to go and talk to that person who is on the street crying somewhere, this is an abstract example, and you don't want to do it because it's really uncomfortable and it's nerve-wracking and you don't feel that it's right because you're English and it's not what English people do because we don't do that kind of thing. When God's will is there saying to do that, it's a burden at that time, isn't it? Because you can feel that conflict. Has anyone ever had that feeling when they've done something wrong or they've not done something right and they've had that kind of conflicting feeling in their chest and it makes you all uncomfortable and you kind of want to have a shower? Do you know what I mean? You've had that before. I have that. And it's, it's the worst thing. It's annoying. So Jesus recognized it, it's a burden. So when he says, carry your cross, he's not taking it lightly. He's not saying, carry the cross, this is easy. He says, carry the cross. But also, it says in the Bible that when we become Christians, right, when we put our faith in God, that we receive the Holy Spirit. Right? So there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about now, God the Father gave God the Son a plan to go to Jerusalem and die. And when he died, God the Father gave us the Holy Spirit. That's the Trinity, the three of them working together in unison. When we, go, when we receive the Holy Spirit, it says the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And it prays for us, it prays with us, and it helps us, it gives us wisdom, and it helps make our burdens lighter. So when we're following Jesus and we're carrying this cross, Jesus has, has given us the Holy Spirit to help us on our journey, to speak to us, to intercede for us, to intercede me, and it's praying for us on our behalf. It's fighting for us, it's on our side. So we've not just been left alone. And I think it's really, I find it difficult because when you read, some of the, sometimes when you read a verse in the Bible and you, talk, and you hear all about Jesus' power and Jesus' might and Jesus' love and Jesus' grace and then something hard happens in your life, it's really easy to think that that's not the God I read about. But actually the God you read about, Jesus said, actually there's going to be difficult times in your life and that's why you've got the Holy Spirit in you. That's why I've got grace to forgive you when you get it wrong because you're going to get it wrong. So it's just interesting, it's interesting reading that and thinking about actually what does it mean to carry the cross. And I was thinking about, thinking about this because I know that personally for me, in my, in my day-to-day journey, my day-to-day life, there's plenty of times when I'm not denying the things that God doesn't want me to do. There's loads of times I get it wrong. Right, I, get, I, I do the wrong thing. At work, I'll tell the white lie. Or I'll do this little thing. And I'll, make the, I'll, you know, I'll do like a little compromise here. And I'll do a little compromise here. And what Jesus says here is to deny ourselves the things that we want to be doing all the time. Not like everything you do. Things you want to do aren't all wrong, by the way. I mean, you do, there are things you want to do which are good. If this verse isn't saying that you must live a miserable life. But it's saying there's some things in your life you need to say no to. Especially a classic example that like, a lot of people will relate to is work is a classic one. It's so easy to fall into a trap of letting, let, you know, little nudging things along and letting things get wrong or chasing the, the bigger pay packet or chasing this dream because then you can afford this thing. And you end up serving yourself, trying to achieve the things that you want to achieve, where Jesus says you need to be denying the things that aren't for you and picking up the cross and carrying that instead. So I know that in my life, I can, I can look at my life and think about it and think, actually, there's things in my life that I need to be denying more intentionally. And there's things that might be in your lives now that you've not really thought about 
explicitly. It's kind of been it's been habit, or you've gr- or you've just grown up with it, or it's just been part of your family history, or that that there's just things that you've just been become a habit over a period of ten years. And now you accept it. Actually, if you think about it, there's things in your life that you will need to be denying and focusing on the cross and carrying that cross instead. Does that make sense? And I, you know, I said this at life because we spoke about this at life group the other day. Um, and I love, I love life group personally because I get to practice all my messages before I come to church. So they will hear all this stuff on a Wednesday and then I speak about it on a Sunday and then they have to act like they're like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but um, it's good because when I, when I was talking to them, I was thinking about it and actually, like, if you think about this in your life, you think about all the people you know from different networks and circles, right? Because often you have, like, work people, or like old school friends, new friends you met at this group, new people you met here, and all these different people are going to have a perspective of you. They're going to have a, like a, some sort of impression of the kind of person you are. And I think there's people in my life that probably think that I'm a really good follower of Jesus, and there's other ones that don't think as much. Because I know that I'm not 100% consistent across my whole life, and I make errors. Sometimes people catch you at a bad point, you know, catch you in the moment when you're making a mistake or whatever, and they have an impression of you. But I know there's times, there's places in my life where I've not denied myself or picked up the cross enough, and I've gone the wrong route, and those people around me won't have the impression of me that I actually really wish they did have of me. I don't know if you can think about that. There's people in your life that, that aren't, in, you know, from different networks and different people might have different impressions of you, and you think, why is that? Was it when you went to that place that you decided to do, to do this rather than to do that? To join in with the gossip rather than to be quiet about it? To, do, to, to go and do this thing rather than doing this thing? You know, there's so many examples and it's never black and white and really easy. What I'm saying is, if you think about it, there's things in our life that we're not denying regularly, I think. And Jesus says to be a follower of him, we have to pick up that cross and deny ourselves of these things. I hope it goes well. <laughs> so, I mean, the question I really wanted to ask today, or you know, just just propose and think about, is that if we're if we regularly serve ourselves or don't deny ourselves things, right? We regularly just act on our impulses or act on our desires or just go and do the thing that we that we kind of want to do and we don't look at the cross, then what are we following? Because I think that if we, if we enable ourselves and, we, and we, we indulge in the things that we want to do and deny the cross, we're pretty much followers of ourselves. And Jesus says that we either deny ourselves and we pick up the cross and carry the cross, then we're followers of him. And I think that there's, a, there's an amazing opportunity where we are in this, in this, in this area, right? There's so many people here like, that, have, that weren't here two years ago. And so many people that have joined our family, which has been amazing to get to know people and see those things. But what I don't want... <laughs> it was a good toilet time. It was a good toilet time. But I think there's, there's an opportunity in this area for us to, to, to see more people join our family, but more importantly, more people to come and know God. And... When we become a Christian, it's not a static experience. 
Like God doesn't say, just hold the cross. He doesn't say, hang on the cross. He says, carry the cross. He's like, carry that thing. Be active. Be moving. Like there's a burden you've got to carry as you move forward. And like, I'm, it's, it's exciting to think of a, of a church or a congregation of people here if all of us just looked at the thing that, we're, that God's calling us to do and we all acted on it at the same time, we'll be such a mobile church, don't think. There will be no group that is lacking resource of people. There'll be no uh, financial need. There'll be no this need. And God, and we'll have to have a church of people who are on fire and pushing things forward. And I like, I'm talking about this kind of thing, like, it's not an easy it's not an easy thing. I'm not standing here saying like, you know, carrying a burden or, or following Christ or following Jesus is an easy thing to do because it's not easy. It's easier really to become saved by Christ, have our faith, put our faith in him and then just receive <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> or in the weeks. And it's so easy to become a receiving, a receiving faith. And I, I've had it before. And sometimes we need to just receive when we're going through things. Sometimes we need to sit back and just receive. But I don't think God has called everyone in this church for us just to receive. I'm not saying that everyone here is just receiving, but I'm saying that there is times to be active and going for it. And actually, Jesus was an active guy. He was out there doing it. He was just constantly on the move. He took every single opportunity he had to, to help save people and help introduce people to God and introduce people to Christ. And he didn't look for job security. And he didn't look for this security or that security. He was active, risky, and edgy. And he says, to be a follower of me, you have to pick up the, your cross and carry that cross and deny those things that are holding you back. Deny all the stuff that you know isn't right for you. And what's interesting about Jesus as a leader, as a person, a figure in the Bible, is that everything he asked you to do, he did it. Everything he asked you to do, he did it. He asked you to be humble as he was humble. He asked you to follow God as he followed God. He followed God onto the cross. He asked you to forgive as he forgave us for our sins. At every single layer, Jesus constantly, constantly showed us how to do things. And comparatively, thinking about how Jesus followed God, I know I've got room to go, to grow in that area. Because if I was following God like Jesus was following God, wow, things would, you know what I mean? That'd be amazing. It'd be uncomfortable, but it'd be amazing. So I don't want to keep wittering on. Um, I, is the worship team able to come up? You are? Can you find someone to hold the dog? Thank you. But I kind of, I kind of want us to just, um, just spend a little bit of time worshiping God. And I want us to think about the things that we can be doing to be more active like Jesus. Like, how can we be a better follower of Christ? Like, ask yourself, at the moment, right now in your life, where are the areas where you're not a follower of Christ? Or where are the areas... You may have that. Or in this season, are you a follower of Christ? Or where are you following yourself? Does that make sense? And, like, as a community, as a family of people, we're all in this same situation. We're all trying to follow Christ. We're all trying to follow him. So we're going to worship now, but just keep your heart open. If there's someone around here that needs praying, can you go and pray for them? And if there's something that you need prayer for, can you come and ask someone to pray for you? And let's start that now.
where that thing where, where God has put that little niggle in your heart that says, you need to deal with this situation now. You need to go and talk or share that thing. We need to be open about this situation. I encourage you now that this is the time, not next Sunday when you're more comfortable with it, but this is the time to say, actually, yeah, I'm going to go and ask for that prayer. I'm going to go and speak to that person and tell them what, what God told me about their life. Because there's, like, there's power in that. 